Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our guest hub co-hosts, uh, Zilun Zhao, and, and he comes to us with a background in, in journalism, in, in writing, and in, in English. So, uh, Zilun, what are you up to now? And uh, we'll go back in time and talk about you as a kid. So, what are you up to these days? So, uh, hi. So, hi, Loki. Uh, thank you for having me here at your Swike podcast. And uh, yeah, so for those uh, of you who don't know me, I'm Zelun, and nice to meet you all. <laughs> yeah, so uh, currently I'm working as a lead researcher for a research organization in Toronto. And uh, I, had, uh, I have a background of journalism. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite occupation and industry that I wanted to work in because my father was an experienced journalist from China mm-hmm. and my uncle, so my, my dad's brother, is a writer reporter at the Chinese national paper mm. for almost three decades. So family was the earliest motive influence um, to me to get into writing industry. And uh, it really passed me an attitude that many people maybe do possess, but a lot of people do not have, which is never gave up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So, That's perfect. So I'd love to learn a little bit about uh, what Zulun was like as a kid. So what are some of the early fond memories that you had, but what were you like as a kid? As a child, I was a, I was a very kind kid. And I was, <laughs> okay. a good, I was a good kid growing up. You know, my parents taught me how to behave and have a good manner okay. and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like everybody else that is nice, kind and friendly you know, work hard and all that. But specifically and luckily, I sensed that I'm into writing since a very uh, young age. Mm -hmm. There was a time that I had a dream at one night. And when I woke up uh, in the next morning, I didn't wait at all. And I wrote down what happened during the dream. Okay. Uh, After that, I brought the story to my father and he was really impressed with and recognized my writing ability. Mm. It was a it was a fight or a war with alien or something, which I <laughs> yeah. can't clearly remember now. But that was the first time that I found out that I really love writing as a as a passion, and uh, potentially that dream ended up with what I've been doing for the rest 15, 20 years now. Cool. And and do you still have the story somewhere that, or, or I don't know if you kept those records? Uh, yeah, I I should have it in a notebook in a in a kid's notebook and okay. uh, I, I I could look for it. Yeah. Maybe you can pull it out and just add to it and turn it into a more an adult story. Um, but, but, but yeah. Uh, what were sure. some of the other influences that you had growing up? So obviously your dad and your uncle were, were big ones and, and you had um, kind of that writing there. What about some other interests or, or hobbies that, that were, were into uh, or was it just purely writing and you, you're only interested in writing? Well, writing and writing is one of the biggest uh, passions and uh, interests for me. Uh, but I also have uh, some other interests and hobbies. Like uh, I, I love, you know, English is my second language, and mm-hmm. but I, I always loved this beautiful language. And I feel this language is very beautiful. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And for the hobby side, I, lo- I love swimming. I love pl- watching soccer games and sometimes played by, uh, myself. Mm-hmm. 
with I mean with friends, and uh, yeah. So my parents uh, always influenced me with their attitude. You know, never gave up and uh, the best or nothing. They told me for for doing something. If you don't want to do it, just don't do it. But if you do want to do it, try your best. It's mm. amazing. Definitely good uh, words of advice. Uh, okay. Can you walk us through a little bit about kind of the the early writing days? So obviously you had the the, the time where you wrote your your story as a kid. Uh, how, how did kind of that that interest in writing develop? Like, did you continue to write on on a daily basis, or do you have like a an, an English, a Chinese teacher that kind of influenced it, or what was the the journey to writing like for you? Thanks for the question. That is a great question. So the early days, early stage of my writing, you know, uh, it was my interest with my. Um, incentive or motive, uh, and my dad, my father, really encouraged me to do this. And when I was uh, turning like a teenager age, uh, we had uh, some high school assignments for writing. But I, of course, I could do it well. But I, I wasn't uh, satisfied with the assignments, the school assignments. So I was reading blogs at those times. Hmm. And one of the biggest and most famous writers. At that time, for me, was Han Han, a Chinese writer, okay. and he was really famous. And he was hum- humorous, funny in his writing style. Okay. And so his writing style inf- had a huge influence on my writing style. He's also uh, critical. He's also critical thinking and writer. And he wrote, wrote about well, I guess my writing style. Was affected by his writing style. So, it, so in my writing style, I started to discuss something like more deeper topics, not like childish anymore, but more like an adult way of thinking. Sounds, so, yeah. Good. And with most of the writing that you did, was it more kind of fiction writing or nonfiction, or what sort of uh, things did you write? Most of writing was uh, not fiction because uh, I would call it creative nonfiction stories. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a that's a, a literary style of writing, and uh, it's more like a reporting and investigative style. Okay. And uh, but I also I do also have sometimes write fictional short stories, not like a novel or book, but short stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and walk us through kind of that decision. So obviously growing up, you had writing in the background and ultimately you have to choose to uh, do a degree kind of college or university. What was yeah. that decision like? Because, well, growing up Asian, <laughs> the typical thing is like doctor, lawyer, accountant, engineer. But obviously okay. you, you have uh, like parents that, that are and, and family members that, that kind of set the path for you for writing. So mm-hmm. how was that conversation? Was it, was it pretty easy to get into to journalism or have those discussions with family or was, it, was there more complexity to that yeah 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 uh yeah that's right so absolutely we i had a conversation with my parents and um excuse me i know most uh students international students or young uh, immigrants from china they would take business or accounting or Mm -hmm. computer science not not really much like a bachelor of arts or students Mm -hmm. so but i i wanted to try something different i wanted to try something unique because I, I deeply believe that what makes me the Lun and uh, I, for who knows if I, I could possibly make a difference within the impression of 
Asian and other race, how they look at us. Mm-hmm. So I tried my best and I tried really hard. Uh, I built a calendar that regularly keep writing and sometimes publishing articles. Mm. And uh, that was a, that was a, a I, I, not professional, but almost a professional way of training myself and training the way of thinking and way of writing regularly, write and regularly publish. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, your parents were pretty supportive of you in, in terms of going down the journalism path. And then obviously you had some of those the family ties, so it probably wasn't that hard. Uh, walk us through uh, like coming to Canada, because obviously you, you grew up in China. Uh, and, and then what was the journey to come to Canada to pick Centennial and then ultimately to do to uh, do a BA in media at the U of T? Uh, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in a country where, uh, first of all, there was one child policy. So I was the only one child in my family. Yep. And uh, I don't have brothers or sisters, but I do, I do have some cousins. So that's, that's, so that's that. And uh, when I was up, about entering university or college in China, mm-hmm. so many people were choosing to study abroad. So, so I, just like them, I, I always wanted to take a look at the foreign countries, foreign culture and North American life. Mm. So I applied to two countries. So the US and Canada, okay. and finally the Canada took me. So I came here and uh, of course I experienced some culture shock and, and at first, but luckily things became well. Uh, the, the coming to Canada was a turning point of my life because this country really uh, trained me, educated me on uh, with the post-secondary education. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to this. Cool. And talk to us, if you can, a little bit about the, the culture shock, because I mean, some people hear that word, but it, they, people experience it in different ways. What was kind of the the first thing that you remember is like, oh my gosh, this is totally different. I'm in, a, I'm in, a, in an alien world, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, what, what was that uh, first few couple couple of uh, culture shock experiences? Yeah, yeah. So, well, there are many culture shock experiences. For, for example, uh, in China, we don't, you, uh, for, for example, we, if we go to grocery store or supermarket, we just buy the, the, the good, the, the, the thing without paying another extra tax. Mm-hmm, okay. uh, I, I'm not against any tax or something, but I'm just throwing an example. Yep. And uh, uh, the way of lifestyle, the lifestyle and the way of making new friends and even the way of learning at school are different. Okay. And for, for the first two, three years, and gradually um, it affects my psychology psychology, psychological status, mm-hmm. if you understand. Yeah. And uh, so I guess, but I guess everybody who's from China or another country has to face this and, and uh, overcome the difficulty. Yeah. And sometimes difficulty is a, is a good part of life. It makes you grow up. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful. 
So if we were to give folks that might come here a bit of a preview, so you mentioned like learning and making new friends is quite different. So uh, let's talk about learning. How is learning different here versus uh, where you were in China? Uh, Chinese education is famous for testing, testing education, everything right. for the exam, the score. But, but after I came to Canada, I find the Canadian university education or college university, our, our college education is really focused on your ability overall, mm. not just for exams, but also how, how do you feel your life satisfaction at the school and how do you engage with professors, instru- instructors? How do you communicate with your peers, classmates? And, you, and there are helps available to you if you ever need them. Right. So this isn't, isn't very possible in Chinese university. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I guess because I've never been to a Chinese university, but in China, I mean, in high school, we don't have this for sure. Sure, for sure. And then, so for that, it, it sounds like, uh, I mean, folks are very competitive. They, they need the marks. You need to be at the top of your class in order to do that. Wow. Here, it's a little bit different where it, it's a little bit more, more um, kind of, broad uh, and not well testing and, and, and your assignments and your exams are one component of it but uh, kind of that holistic that's why they have lots of campus events and and, and different uh, clubs and stuff like that for you to join as well so yeah. uh, talk to us a little bit about making new friends how is that different than, than what you experienced in China uh, before I came to Canada I thought making new friends even making uh, with new friends with other races like white people or black people or any anybody literally anybody would be easy that was my guess hmm. uh, but the reality was like it wasn't it wasn't that easy at first because of the language barrier and and the culture shock but everything becomes better gradually after a certain period of time you really settle down. You really feel the Canadian vibe, Canadian mm-hmm. lifestyle, and uh, you and you work hard at school and and everything. So, but for me, it was just like after a certain period of time in 2014, all of a sudden I made a, more friends. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was why. What do you think was the turning point? Was it was it just like a matter of time, and suddenly uh, you, you were able to do it, or is it because you maybe you learned the language more, you you got the, understood the culture, and by having a combination of all those things, you were suddenly m- more able, or was there something different that that might have helped you uh, make those friends? Yeah, the turning point means that if if I did not came to Canada, I would be still in China and with an an different lifestyle. Uh, so I decided to immigrate to Canada and uh, became a Canadian. So that I think that that is a really major turning point in my life. And in terms of making friends, well, you first of all, you got to speak enough in good enough English. Right. And uh, you have to know the Canadian lifestyle or Western lifestyle. And uh, learn, just learn some, learn, learn their, learn their way of how they speak, how they make friends, how they communicate, and uh, work hard. Of course, work hard, study hard, work hard, and but also you need a break from 
hardworking. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things where uh, communication is challenging when you don't learn, learn the language. So you need to practice and get into that. Because I do find that some newcomers, because Toronto specifically is so multicultural, you can find your your group from your home country and then not speak English for a long time. <laughs> and that often becomes a challenge because then you don't learn the language and then you don't feel comfortable and then you can't uh, understand the culture as much. So uh, for, it, it sounds like some of the guidance is to uh, be uh, more immersed in kind of the local culture and, and definitely practice more English so that you can communicate well. And then that'll probably lead to uh, making yeah. more, more friends. So, yeah, exactly. And, and one of the questions I have is like, what are some of the, the, the key milestones and decisions that you had in your life? So obviously coming to Canada was a big one. Um, what were about the decision to go from college and doing a, a, another university um, program? What, what was that decision like? Yeah, so after graduation from Centennial and I, I worked um, for a company for, excuse me, I worked for a, a company for almost a couple of years and uh, I realized that I need a, a, a higher education, a bachelor mm-hmm. degree. So that, that, is, that is exactly my another milestone for me because studying at the U of T uh, is one of the best universities in the world. Uh, is really something that I, I didn't dare to imagine before. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom really inf- uh, pushed me on this. At a certain period of time, I wanted to give it up, but you know, my family attitude is never gave up. <laughs> so, so my mom and my and, and my dad they told me to you should keep going for apply for the application and keep it up and uh, keep up the good work like you did in Centennial. Mm-hmm. So I I thought I I I thought about it and I agreed. So I, I, so I continue with the application and all that stuff. Uh, luckily, I got admitted uh, in 2019, 2020, 2020, 2020, last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started my new journey, which could uh, improve my, the future of me mm-hmm. for the next milestone. And, and so it was 2020. Was, was all of it uh, online? Did you do the, the program online? Yeah, uh, I've been doing U of T courses online because of the COVID. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah so the pandemic really hit us hard. Yeah. What, what was that experience like? Because obviously you did your college education. That was in person, right? And, uh, yes, and, it was and in then, person. Uh, what was the, uh, like, because of COVID, <laughs> how did that online instruction, how did it differ um, from, from, from the, the previous college experience? Oh, uh, in terms of commute, commute, it really saved the time and uh, <laughs> resources and cost of commute. Uh, it's also more convenient for hand, handing in assignments. You mm-hmm. just upload it through Quirkus and hit submit, and mm-hmm. the professor on the other end will see it. So everything is convenient. But sometimes I do feel that um, maybe go studying at campus in person make students feel more real, if mm. that's the right word. Okay. Uh, so that's the difference. And the, the second difference is I, I believe that if we students go to campus to study, we have a better chance of communication. Right. 
if we have questions, we can just uh, ask for professors in their office hours. I mean, I mean, for now, professors also have office hours. Sure. But not a lot of people attend based on my observation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the two major differences I noticed. Yeah. And it's been challenging time for a lot of folks that have kind of the online programs. Um, yeah. But I and mean, for students in other parts of the world, they have to to adapt to this Toronto time zone. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially those who, who decide to move back to whatever their home country was, and then they have to work off of Eastern time zone or whatever time zone their university is. And that's always a challenge. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, the vlog that you started up, the vlog. Uh, how, how did that get started up? Right. So, yeah. So thanks to a YouTuber in Canada. Uh, I watched his channel for a, a period of time. And he's, he's a really cool photographer, YouTube uh, videographer. And okay. he's from Canada. And uh, I watched, I followed his channel. And one day I started an idea. So why can't I try something? I've learned photography and how to make simple videos on my own. Uh, I mean, I mean in, in Centennial. So I, I just started doing it. And uh, initially it was a, a bit hard, but the more times you, you've done something, the better you get. Mm -hmm. So, so at today um, I have uh, created around 10 episodes mm -hmm. and they're including intro and uh, some mini doc and some carol stuff for preparing for the professional work in the future. Yes. That sounds good. So it sounds like that you're kind of on that road to become that uh, famous journalist <laughs> later on. Uh, you're, you're making a, a brief stint in, in research. So, so tell us a little bit about the, the, how you got into a research role. Yeah, um, research, uh, I, yeah. One second, I have a note here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so because I have a journalism background, which is uh, super writing oriented, and of course requires lots of reading, all kinds of reading, such as liter literary, academic, news, books, novels, economics, politics, history, you name it. So with all these experience from my background, I gradually possess a qualification that in my opinion is quite important. So that is, detail-oriented, or in other words, attention to detail. Mm. And about this April in 2021, this year, one of the UT, U of T management staffs sent me an email and asking if I were interested in helping a research company. Mm -hmm. So I was glad. And after a careful consideration, I believe I do have all the qualifications or skills that are needed for this type of role. So, so I decided to join the research company and a very supportive team. Cool. Sounds like you, you're starting to leverage your uh, kind of writing and, and reading skills and kind of that detail-orientedness to kind of be where you are right now. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make a transition and keep my options open on the table. That sounds good. So if you were to go back in your career and, and give yourself some, some swipe, the stuff I wish on you earlier, so... Uh, to younger Zilun uh, at various points of his life, what what sort of swipe would you share? Uh, I 
I'd say if I could, I would start my u- university life right after came to Canada, okay. because um, colleges are Canadian colleges are very nice, and I'm always grateful and thankful to my college, Centennial College. But university is a uh, is a standard in my in my opinion. It's a standard for today's young young students. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it is a, a long term goal, and which requires hard work for four years, or some for some people even five years. Mm-hmm. So if time could uh, return, I would uh, start my degree f- first, and then maybe consider a college advanced diploma or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful to all my experience. That's great. Yeah, I've heard a lot of folks that are combining them because oftentimes folks would do one or the other. Um, but we, there's a lot of people that are going to college and then university like yourself. And there's some people who complete university and decide to go to college as well. So it seems to be that a lot of folks are investing more in their education um, and in different things. Some of them are trying to figure out what they want <laughs> because their undergrad or their university and college are totally different. Um, but, but some people is just like, you know what, I want to further my education. And the college programs tend to be a little bit more kind of practical um and and uh, more specific whereas the, the university ones tend to be a little bit more theoretical but uh, and more general as well so what are some other pieces of swipe that, that you'd have uh maybe maybe one or two more if you have others mm, work hard uh i mean work harder uh and uh be be real with yourself and don't don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> of course work hard and study hard and but don't be too hard on yourself i mean if you need a break man just take a break and and uh, yeah so that's it it sounds good so yeah obviously hard work is, is definitely key to success when when you put in the effort you, you'll see the rewards uh, i like what your your parents said where well you, you do it uh you do it well or you don't do it at all like do it your best or you doing that do, or don't do it because uh, I, I find that some people do it just just because right they, they take a class and just just pass right um, but they don't actually put in the effort to 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 uh, to kind of put their best in uh, but if you're there and you're going to be there in, in the meeting in the presentation in the class whatever do your mm-hmm. best right because oftentimes it's that that effort that's there uh, that that being real with yourself that that's always a challenge because there's all these uh, societal influences everyone wants you to become like them or or whatever uh, mm-hmm. but but i uh, echo what you say but not being too hard on yourself as well because uh you will make mistakes and and there will be problems um, but it's up to you to kind of pick up and, and, and grow from them later on so uh yeah where, where can folks connect with you if they want to reach out to you and and what are some of the future aspirations that you have and what can we look forward to kind of connecting with you and and, and and learning from you in the future yeah yeah folks can find me through linkedin just mm-hmm. to type my name zilun zilun Zhao, yeah and they can find me i have a professional profile picture over there and uh, for future aspirations i really hope that at this stage i hope to make take more research projects and uh, hopefully they will go very well and of course, with the good luck with my U of T study. Perfect. 
So uh, thanks so much, Dylan, for, for joining us and sharing your insights on your path to, to journalism and then um, also on your path to research. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Thank you, Loki. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.